Today, we go down the crypto rabbit hole, part one. For, for the most part, I think most of our boxes are empty. It's just like a matter of like cleaning rooms and like getting shit situated where we want it. Yeah. Is is the difficult part. And like, yeah, that's that's really it. And then like fixing little things here and there at the beginning that we need fixed. We had to get a washer and dryer. Really, one, sure. one of the worst fucking things was when we bought the house i went to go get the gas turned on and uh citizens in indy does gas and water and there's like somebody can't come out till monday i was like shit so i called them and they're just like um what the fuck they say they said oh the water's still going but you have no gas so it's just like well shit so like last not this sunday but the sunday before we come here and it's still fairly warm that night i'm just like okay they're coming the next day we'll be fine for a night but then like on monday they show up, they don't call me or Emily, and our doorbell is like a ring and it's not connected to like an in, inside uh, uh, chime or anything. So we miss them. We call them at like three and get shitty with them. There's like, well, you didn't show, you missed your appointment. And like last Monday was like the coldest night of the fucking year in Indy. It got yeah. down to like fucking 17 degrees. So we had like space heaters in our bedroom and shit. <laughs> like, it was fucking ridiculous. Now I can laugh at it. But like that night, it was it was so fucking bad. Like the house got down to like fucking 50 when I looked at the thermostat in the morning. Oh, it's a fucking mess. But yeah, that's that's uh, the worst of it. We set up a like a little DIY alarm system and uh, it got like a false alarm two three nights ago at like two in the fucking morning so you're just like uh like you wake up you're just like oh no am i about to be murdered so like then you're just like oh fuck and then like you gotta go like look around and shit well there's like a camera on it so like it's like okay well there's nothing there like the motion sensor is just like tripped by nothing so you're just like god damn i gotta go look around so then like i check around but what pissed me off is like they didn't what? call Oh, sorry. No, no. What's no, the fine. DIY alarm system? It's it's uh, called Abode. So, like, basically, you just buy like a bunch of like sensors and like set them up, right? And then like it's just like a little base station that's connects to the internet, and then also has like a cell uh, connection in case like the internet goes down. Um, Would it, it be turn- cheaper to buy knives and fishing line? <laughs> yeah go home alone on this shit probably <laughs> probably yeah. yeah it is the holiday season <laughs> yeah but yeah so that was fun but like they have like a built-in like delay for like false alarms and shit but it, like it went off for like two fucking minutes so like i get a hold of them i was like hey what, what the fuck's going on here it's like oh we have a built-in delay i'm just like take that shit away like if i set off a false alarm just fucking call me in case i'm being murdered just give me a ring. yeah but uh interesting yeah other than that you know it's getting some shit done outside i like i like the yard i don't like having a house i think i'm most pumped about just having a yard <laughs> start construction on the chicken coop yeah exactly it's chicken coop and gr- i'm just fucking pumped for the garden this spring 
uh, other than that, I could I could take a leave of the house right now. about the new job uh yeah i i actually like the, i mean again you got like a honeymoon period what matt almost said he liked something Hold yeah on. i know no it's Hold it's the like fuck on. i'm definitely the dumbest person there so i like it um, that's cool yeah yeah so it's uh it's a different it's not quite manufacturing it's a little different so it'll be interesting so what else you want to uh i didn't i didn't read your uh 12 page paper that you god damn it corbin (laughs) (laughs) okay before we go to that i think i've read six pages of it but you added six more pages i think recently yeah, because they like drop stuff like every other day. They were supposed to drop stuff today about rebalancing, and it didn't come. And I'm kind of sad about it. Um. Oh, so I had like a, I guess I'd call it an interview today. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Uh, this company's called Archer, and they're doing electric. Uh, vertical Damn, takeoff. Oh man, he really cut out right when he was going to start talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a cliffhanger right there. What? Yeah. Okay, so this company is called Archer. Okay. And they do electric vertical takeoff. Okay. Ah, they just went public via spec. I heard about these people. <laughs> yeah. So missed that opportunity. <laughs> uh, so they have a greenfield site. In a to be determined location that's either Texas or Georgia. Uh-huh. And they want like a manufacturing e motor kind of guy, okay. woman, man. So it was an interesting conversation. The guy I talked to was like an ex Boeing dude. Uh yeah. whatever. So it's like in Palo Alto though. Uh and then maybe one of these other sites. So it's like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. So it'll be, but like they've already are like, oh, let's set up a one hour panel review. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So things the, like that are risky, but if you get them to pay through the nose, you know, make the risk. Yeah. It's like, what would it take to move to fucking California? Yeah. More than it would take to move to Texas for sure. Yeah. Fucking no income tax, man. Yeah, so I assume Texas has to be Houston or Austin. Because they said they've already poached people from Tesla, Lucid, and Rivian. Yeah. But I'm assuming those are more like product development people. Yeah. And the two dudes who started are just like finance bros from University of Florida. Yeah. Who allegedly like sold their finance bro sorting company for like... Uh, uh, an eight-figure exit, like a hundred million dollars. You're like, oh, Jesus. that seems like a lot. And they invested in SpaceX, and then started this. And so there's like a European competitor already. Um, 
is it like personal uh yeah, so they're they're like they're trying to be Uber of the sky. So United's yeah. already given given them like a letter of intent for a billion dollars. And then they're trying to get their costs down to four dollars a mile with a range of fifty miles, give or take. And so like that's still a two hundred dollar Uber ride. So like you're still like just going after the Lux market. Yeah. And so yeah. they're like their hub cities to start are supposed to, this is gonna be the worst audio ever because she is just going ham on that bone. Uh <laughs> the hub cities are supposed to be Miami and LA. So I don't know where in Georgia would be, but that's why I'm thinking Houston or Austin. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, look. I'm lo- just like looking at their website. It's like a helicopter meets a drone. Yeah, it's basically a quadcopter with <laughs> a big ass multiple three times quad. <laughs> yeah. The quad is now twelve. Octa, not octa, quinta. I don't even know what twelve is. I don't know. Dose. Uh, Corbin, the European company is called like Vertical Aerospace. And at first, I was like, why do they even need an e-motor? Just fill that bitch full of batteries. But then I was like, oh, it'd probably take a while to recharge on the ground every between flights. Hmm. You two are so loud. Is that nice? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. And that's that. Um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, never never hurts to to talk. Right. It's free to talk. I wonder are they actually now publicly traded or are they still like in that in between zone? Mm, I think they're publicly traded cuz they had a pretty big sell off. <laughs> oh. They got squeezed up to like 18 and then just came tumbling down to five. And now they're at like seven. And you can see where they were in the in-between zone where they just sat at like nine seventy-five, ten dollars yeah. for an extended period of time. Interesting. Is this, are they, are they kind of like the Rivian where they're still zero revenue? Oh yeah. I looked at their financials today. They have no money, no real money. <laughs> I was also thinking about that today. Like if like Boeing or the Koch brothers or like United, like Ford, GM, one of these big fucking companies writes you a letter from an intent. How much do you think you could borrow against that? Probably like 70%, right? Maybe. If you get a billion dollar, like I'm going to buy some stuff note, like, but you have to build it. I bet you could go to the bank and be like, I need 700 million against this loan against this note i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know how far letter of intents can go i I mean i think they're still well it's still back i don't know it says that they have a billion dollar order from united and then this the lawyers uh, vertical aerospace company has like yeah because the vertical aerospace in Europe 
has a American Airlines order. So whatever. Is anyone running know. these so like, we'll machines currently? They just got a FAA prototype certificate at the beginning of the month. So now they can start doing test flights, I guess. And like 2023 is supposed to be their big, big year and have like a tra- pilot training program and things like that. Okay. So it's like kind of new technology as well. Oh, yeah. And they're like partnered with Stellantis, which I thought was interesting. And I kind of asked about and didn't get a response because <laughs> it's Chrysler and they suck. <laughs> and they also don't have like a hybrid or electric vehicle on the road. Like they just announced whatever they did. That's like a compass, Jeep compass size vehicle. But like they're only hybrid powertrain is the pacifica the minivan and like i i would be willing to bet that's purchased from a tier one because they're so embedded with zf for like the jeep and ram truck brand names so i would think that they just purchased that as well but i don't know so i thought that was interesting that they picked stellantis as like oh you know who's really good at building shit Chrysler. (laughs) (laughs) There needs to be like a chart where it shows like all the, uh, like the big, you know, OEMs and who they've all like funded. Oh, like the, uh, like the Nestle chart where it's like, you think you're not buying nestle products but actually they own everything yeah yeah something like that (laughs) yeah so what's the what's the next steps with them dave they calling you back or anything yeah they want to have like an hour interview sometime in the next three weeks it's like sure whatever and then they said, like, their last thing is, like, fly you out for a case study. And I was like, what? Of ma- <laughs> Like, a manufacturing case study? What? <laughs> they're trying too hard. Yeah, they're like, have you ever, like, laid out a layout? And what software did you use? CAD. <laughs> I used CAD. <laughs> it's fucking complex, man. Copy-paste. <laughs> Ballpark it. Mm-hmm. Give me a column monument to measure off of, and let's run with this. <laughs> Use like five other projects, throw it in there. Yeah, I'm just sparsing this together. You get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. else can we can we see the rig corbin oh show us the rig let's see it show me a rig (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. She's kind of big. I got too much shit plugged into my computer. You guys can see it? Yeah, we can, yeah, see, we it. can see it. Okay. You guys oh, ever that's... built a computer before? Have not. No. So, it, I mean, it's pretty, you know, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's got, you know, power supply, obviously. Motherboard is kind of a critical piece. I, this this motherboard, they make motherboards now that are specific to Ethereum mining. Um, it's all about your PCI slots because each graphics card here will plug into a PCI slot. So the more PCI uh, slots you have, the more graphics cards. Um, but then you just got to buy some RAM, stick a RAM, uh, and... Solid state drive and some bunch of cords and get from there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then the yeah, bought the frame to allow it. So we, so you can see like I, we could probably we could I think at max I could put six, probably seven, yeah, four more GPUs on there. Okay, for a total of six. For a total of six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, did, did you, how, how the fuck are you so jacked all the time? Uh, did you. <laughs> it just never goes away. <laughs> right. It's never gone away. It's just always there. <laughs> I just can't put on muscle anyway. Uh, did you get to do the thing like all the YouTube videos do where you like put the Intel chip on the special thing with like the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thermal the glue? That's the putting the CPU in. Yeah. 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 So you. Yeah, you just pop it open. Yeah. And they, it comes with like this cover, which it's they say you're supposed to keep it on when you uh when you open and close it. So I yeah, I pop the CPU in, you just gotta like line it up right. There's like one corner. Well you, you you'll, there's like a couple little like slots that'll fit it in. So like as long as you like look carefully, you'll put it in correctly. And then you drop that uh drop the ca- uh cover on, take the there's like this removable cover and take that off. And then, yeah, you just drop like there's, you basically put the thermal paste on to about the, about the diameter of a nearby capacitor. And that will, that that's when you know you, you've got it pretty much covered. And then once you put the fan on, then you're, you're good to go. Um, I actually did it twice. Cause when I initially booted up the rig, or tried to boot up the rig, like nothing happened. I, I turned the power <laughs> supply on, and the motherboard had yellow lights on it, but nothing else happened. <laughs> and this was, I think, Friday night or Thursday night. I was just kind of defeated. I was like trying all sorts of shit, unplugged everything, plugged it back in. And I even called like the support for the motherboard, and I was like, this motherboard's like, something's not right, or I'm not doing something right. You sold me a shit board. But but basically what it was is I wasn't turning the motherboard on. <laughs> so what you have to do is you have to jumper it. So you take like a screwdriver and you just jumper the the what would be where you'd plug in a power, uh, like the on-off button. Uh-huh. Like when you have it in an actual desktop computer yeah. with a case and everything. But here I just had to take a, a screwdriver, jump, you know, jump two little uh, uh, points, and then it just kicked right on. Everything came on. 
the BIOS for the motherboard uh, turned on. And then that was the first step of like, once you get it booted up, then you've got to, you have to uh, change settings for the BIOS of the motherboard. Then you load Windows. Then you change a bunch of Windows settings because you know Windows is so, it bogs all sorts of stuff down. Then get your graphics card set up and then you're ready to roll. But it wasn't that. It wasn't like, it was hours long process of yeah. each step of the way. Yeah. And then all the hours of research to figure out all yeah. these settings that I need to change. Yeah, a lot of man hours. But it's running pretty good now. Uh, I'll show you guys. I'm going to do a Google Meet. Okay. So, Dave, have you ever messed around, like, building a computer or anything like that? Or even know the... Like, I, I didn't even know the fucking parts of... You know, you, you kind of hear about them, but... Yeah. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that I was double checking prior to ordering all the stuff was, you got to make sure your motherboard, your CPU, um, and your RAM's all compatible. Because if you screw one of those up, then it's just, it's just not going to work. Over. Yeah. But other than that, you, and then you got to size the power, con the power supply to whatever whatever you're trying to run so like with these six, six gpus you'll need i got a 1300 watt power supply and that's a big that's just a big thing in mining in general is the powers power situation we're going a couple couple layers deep into the matrix here oh shit into the metaverse <laughs> all right can you guys see that screen yeah yeah okay so this is I use Team Viewer, so this the rig doesn't have its own monitor or keyboard, so I use Team Viewer to remote into that and check in on it. So that's what we're looking that's at right what, here. Like, that's what suppliers use to remote access their equipment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so here we're looking at so on the left is the Ethermine. Uh, program that's running and so everything's looking pretty good right now so um, you can see like in the blue the gpus one and two and that's their hash rate mega hash per second and so the graphics cards i have are the 5600 xt they can run they max out at like 40 mega hash so they're running pretty close the the gpu one has been kind of fluctuating because this rig has been running, it's been over 24 hours solid, like where I haven't had to touch it or anything. Um, but probably tomorrow morning I might mess around with it. But anyways, it's been running pretty steady. It kind of fluctuates. So the combined, it's like it's been in the 70, 70 to 80 mega hash per second. Um, and so this pool... Basically, right now, it's like, you know, my, my, this computer is, is in a pool with a whole bunch of other computers, and they're trying to find Ethereum to mine. Mm -hmm. And then I think every... So with this pool, um, there's a, a fee. I think it's like 0.65% fee. Every 90... So like there, they found... So GPU2 found an ETH share. And so it kind of... Uh, where Where is that? Oh, right there. Passed. It just passed, but yeah. 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 Um, 
but for every like 90 minutes, I think for like 35 seconds, your rig will mine just for the pool to pay the pool fee. I haven't like checked to make sure the math works, but um, a little bit of the Ethereum, the little bit of Ethereum that you mine goes to the pool because you're, you know, you're using their program and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't really know shit about what's going on here. <laughs> like nothing's came up on my computer to say, hey, I stole all your Ethereum or anything. So and everything's kind of everything's kind of separate. I even have it like on a different Wi-Fi, uh, uh, even though it's on the same Wi-Fi router, I have it on a different. Uh, I have like a guest network. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have it hardwired? No, no, I have a little Wi-Fi. That's that's one thing I was reading. So I'm trying. Um, I was reading up on how to make this thing like stay up because it's all about keeping it up and running. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hardwiring it would be one one thing. Another thing would be to get this program to automatically reboot. Not just my computer. Like if I have a power loss, Dude. not only my computer to reboot, but the program to just automatically come on. Yeah. So I got to work on that. That that requires a little bit of like, I'm going to have to like copy and paste from GitHub some stuff. Because this is all command prompt. So I have to actually go in yeah. and like edit a notepad. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is way beyond, but this is where you're going to have the less, the least amount of fees is using like the Ethermine. Because there's the next, the little more retail version would be using nice, nice hash but they take a bigger percentage of what you mine. And I think you're also your hash rate could go down a little bit because it uses up a little bit more of your uh, rig or whatever. But Do you know your miner's address? Yes. We'll, we're going to go to that next. Um. Mm. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what that means, but I I typed in this uh, SSL EU one Ethereum dot org five 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 into my web browser, and it came up with a web page. Yep, yep, yeah. And now it wants uh, your address. Yes, so I have this. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna hack into your system. <laughs> hack the planet. <laughs> so. This program no, no, is dialed into my Ethereum wallet on FTX. So that's what you have to use to, um, you'll, you'll be able to find it. That That's next. So this other thing, this MSI, this is the MSI afterburner. So this is how you can overclock your GPUs. Okay. Because that's, that's what it's all about with GPUs is okay. you want to basically fine tune uh, your GPU to run at max hash rate with using the least amount of power and it not crashing. I still got a lot of work to do when it comes to that. Um, but I'm getting, I'm getting close because I think with these 5,600 XT cards, I can run about 40, 3940 hash rate at 90 Watts. And right now I'm running combined just under 200 Watts. So I've got some fine tuning to do, but um, it's close. And that's what you use this uh, afterburner program for. 
I'm just having, I'm having a little bit of difficulty when the, this program's running, the settings not necessarily getting inputted or the settings are kind of off prior to this program running. And then it like causes my GPU to crash and then I get a green screen of death and then I got to restart. So it's a balancing act, but And then there's another program I haven't really messed with too much, but there's a the GPU-Z, and that will give you all your stats of your GPUs. Like, it'll tell you temperatures and, and, and all that good stuff. But we get a lot of that from here, from the MSI Afterburner. It even tells you uh, in this Ethermine program. So, like, the GPUs like to run, I think, ideally in the 60 to 69 degrees C range. You don't want to go beyond that. So... But the, so from like the, the, the overclocking, the GPUs, it's kind of, I, I kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of similar to just like, uh, messing with like a P and ID loop, uh, <laughs> just tuning that shit. You just tuning it. Yeah. So like you start out, you want to lower your power as much as possible. Well, and it's kind of, I'm hearing mixed thoughts on what you do first, but I've kind of, I tried to lower the, the core voltage. So that lowers your power consumption. So like when these things first boot up, they're like 150 plus Watts. So I got it down to, you know, 100, 110 Watts. And then you mess with your, um, you can do the fan speed too. So I've been running pretty good at 50. So I just kept it at that. Then you mess with the memory clock. The memory clock is what will increase your hash rate. So as you increase your, your memory clock hash rate will go up and you, you basically push it until you crash and then you back it off from there. <laughs> you're just trying to find out what's steady. And then from there you can, once you're, you're, you're lined out on your hash rate, then you can back the core clock up as well. But I haven't fully understood what the core clock does. I haven't, I haven't got a direct, like I haven't like lowered that and I've seen my hash rate go up or, or anything. But with the memory clock, I've seen I've I've raised it and I've increased my hash rate and I've also raised it too far and I've seen it crash. So I know those like are direct, direct uh, correlation. Um, so. Yeah, it's just it's just like fine tuning a P&ID loop, basically. Um, that's kind of it for for this. I just uh. I, I have TeamViewer where it will load automatically when Windows is booted. So in theory, if something happens, like um, I should be able to give it a little bit of time and then TeamViewer will boot up, boot up, and then I can remote in and hopefully f fix whatever's wrong. But we'll go to that. We'll go to that site you're talking about, Dave. Yeah, so here's my, there's my key there. Yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, ethermine.org. And this gives you an update on kind of where your rig's at. Um, so yeah, so made that much Ethereum so far. About nice. 15 bucks. <laughs> Which actually isn't terrible with uh what i was estimating so right now this this number is still a little low i think 
because I haven't had, I've just, I've just had two GPUs running Mm -hmm. for over 24 hours now. So this number will slowly build up Mm -hmm. um, because I was running on one GPU for a couple days. Um, You can show it in all different types. I just keep it at Ethereum. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what these, there's three, three different graphs here. So I've been running basically since yesterday, about nine, nine o'clock. I got this thing up and running and, uh, I just haven't tried to fuck with it since just to keep it consistent. (laughs) Cause before this time I hadn't, I wasn't able to run for, I think there was only one other time I ran for 24 hours in a row without like a problem. Mm-hmm. but the past few nights before this, I was, it like crashed in the middle of the night and I didn't wake up or anything. So it was just <laughs> sitting there idle for a few hours. Um, so I think what, so what's, what's shown here is the reported is what your machine is going at, like what the two numbers that were, we were seeing on the Ethermine program. And then the current is, because with that with that program, you're not necessarily picking up every. It, it's not, you know, 100 percent efficient in mining Ethereum. So there are times where you're just not mining any, or um, some other computer beat you to it, or whatever. So it's not, you know, even if you're providing the full hash rate, it's not necessarily means all that hash rates go into mining Ethereum. So there's a fluctuation, and I'm still trying to understand that as well. So. But I think over time, if I get if I get the GPUs lined out, it should hopefully merge toward the hash rate of the two GPUs. And this is kind of my backup if I see if I if I don't want to team view in or something, I'll just use this. <laughs> and because you'll see, like over here on the left, Where the green, the green is like my. Uh, it, that that's the instantaneous that you see on that program running. So mm-hmm. when that drops off, that green drops off a lot faster. The orange is what moves a lot slower because that's your average. Mm-hmm. And then the the blue is what kind of fluctuates based on just how the the mining pool is going. Uh, when don't you have to mine in a pool once you're like big enough to be? mining a whole ethereum i i um yeah i don't know i mean yeah i guess i could we could look that up real quick i think what the the pool that i'm in the ether mine I think Ethermine is one of the top like couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this is yeah. So they're over a quarter of all mining. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like the so I think so with so the difference between mining Bitcoin and mining Ethereum. Ethereum is more it's a different type of proof of work Mm -hmm. that's not suited for asics 
Yeah. And so this just this goes into just computing power. So like a CPU, I'm just going to talk very basic and it's not it, it, the numbers aren't going to line up, but it's the order of magnitude that counts. So like CPUs are are fast at like real specialized computing, like complex tasks. Mm-hmm. GPUs are like 400 times faster at computing they're not as smart, but they can run a lot of simultaneous calculations. So like say a CPU is one, uh, you know, it's kind of the, the, the bottom. And then you got GPU mining's next. And it's like 400 times faster than CPU mining. But And then after GPU mining, there's another, it's like a FPMA or something. And I don't really know much, know much more about that. But then beyond that is ASICs mining. And that's what Bitcoin mining is. And that's like another magnitude up in, in speed. So what Ethereum is, Ethereum is not, um, it's ASIC resistant. So the miners that you would use for Bitcoin can't be used for Ethereum because Ethereum's proof of work algorithms are like more generalized, which is more suited for GPUs than the ASIC miner. So I'm not 100% sure exactly when when you scale up Ethereum mining, if there are these huge data centers, I'm sure there are some, but the it just I don't think it scales as much for Ethereum mining as like the ASICs do. Mm-hmm. Because the ASICs, and we can talk about that, I got because I've, I've been looking into that a little bit, are way more energy intensive um and they're just well more suited for like the the they're more expensive too and to set them up and so it's just your asic mining for bitcoin and then your gpu mining for the ethereum and they do have ethereum there are ethereum specific like asic mining rigs Mm -hmm. um and they're a little different but basically you can't take this ethereum miner and then just go mine bitcoin because you're it's just two different different ways of proof of work from my very, very basic understanding <laughs> how this, all this shit works. <laughs> works for me. It's a simple enough explanation. But yeah, I, that's a good question. I don't I don't know if if yeah, if you have like a full, you know, if you got a twenty thousand square foot building full of miners, can you just mine on your own and not have a pool? Um I don't know. I guess if you have, maybe if you have the, because uh, there's a lot of s- the software behind it too, you know, like that Ethermine, there's all, like I've got a folder and it's got all sorts of docs and, you know, there's a background program, probably multiple programs. Um, yeah, I don't know. You'd have to have the, the back end team too that can handle all the, the software s- stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically I'm, you know, I'm offloading, you know, the the software side for that 0.65% fee. Yeah, so Ethermine's a big one, F2 pool. Yeah. I don't know, any questions about that? (laughs) Any more? It's like the first day of class. You're just you're just along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> eyes are kind of just glazed <laughs> over. Like, just it's like syllabus week. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot to it, and I mean, I haven't even scratched the surface. I just tried to like just know enough to get it up and running. That's and then life. You can find, then you right. can fine tune fine tune from there. <laughs> um. So 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 you know, like Matt, you were talking about with the proof of stake. I think last time. Yeah. And we're, because that's a big that's a big like thing that's looming over Ethereum mining. Yeah. Um. And so supposedly sometime in 2022, Ethereum mining should be, it should switch over to proof of stake, but no definitive answer or, or no or hard clue. date or anything. Yeah. It, it, it ranges from January to June. And then if you talk, like I was listening to some podcasts on, um, Ethereum mining and it's, you know, it depends on who you who who's talking they could be like you know they think it's going to happen really soon to they've been talking about proof of stake for years and it still hasn't happened so you know i'll believe it when i see it basically i think you know it it very well could happen probably by june is kind of what i was people were kind of narrowing down to Mm -hmm. june of next year so so yeah this is going to be kind of limited i think uh going going forward for for ethereum but there are um alternate uses for these gpus um so like ethereum classic Mm -hmm. that was a fork in ethereum back in 2016 which i think it's kind of similar to how bitcoin cash yeah bitcoin and bitcoin cash around that time frame fork too Yep. Yep. So that's that's a possibility. And actually, this Ethermine has a uh, Ethereum Classic uh, program that can be ran. Um, and then there's these other coins, which you know these are kind of you know shit coins. Yeah. That I haven't fully looked into, but the the two that I hear a lot more about are Raven Coin and Vert Coin. Um, Should we just get some of those coins now before uh, yeah. the proof of staking happens? 100%. Yeah. It's like everyone, at least there'll be like an initial pop and then we just sell. Yeah, I, that's a that's a real thing. Like there's going to be all this GPU uh, power that will need to be directed elsewhere. Yeah. And then there was one that was kind of interesting that they're talking about with uh, Gollum Network. Gollum Network? And that's where, and it's not like necessarily for a coin per se. There might be a coin involved. I'm not 100% sure. But it's basically where you can rent, you'll rent out your, rather than for mining, they would use it for like, you know, people trying to do, you know, different projects. Cloud computing, you know. Right. Solving all the world's problems using your mining rig. Well, I think it's like, uh, yeah, like anything that needs some crazy graphics. Yeah video editing or something like cloud cloud video editing or something but who knows how profitable profitable that'll be so there's it's not like this is like dead in the water but it's probably going to end sometime next year um Yeah, so freaking GPUs are 
that was another thing that I learned, you know, the, the supply and demand, there is no <laughs> supply. It is incredibly like, you know, these are $900 a pop. Yeah. And then any sort of, that's like useful for, for, for mining Ethereum. And then all the, the, the ones that are above this, you know, 1500, 2000, like Nvidia cards, yeah, you know, $1,800 plus per card, which I think these, if, if they were re retail and they were in stock and it was like a normal supply and demand situation, they'd probably be like, you know, half or 25% of what, what they are right now. Yeah. It's 300 insane. bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just trying to buy a raspberry Pi this week, like the simplest freaking little computer board <laughs> out there. $35, you know, in 2018 and you can't find that shit anywhere. And if you do, it's for like a hundred dollars. It's like, fuck, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a raspberry pie. Fuck this. Yeah. 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 Raspberry pie, GPUs, motherboards. Yeah. Just power supplies. Power supplies are expensive. Everything's just fucked. Yeah. Thanks to mining plus a global pandemic, which fucked up all supply chains. Yeah. You're part of the problem, Corbin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's GPU mining in a nutshell. So let's get some vert coin. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking. My three seconds of research. Send us your comments or questions at Ape Engineers on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Apes together strong.